0: how about now now what does it say
1: well now we're recording
0: yeah now we're recording hello that was a this is a cold open of me threatening michael about whether or not we were recording he called me on my bluff and then i called him on his (laughs) his bluff that's how that works
1: it was a bluff at best it was snark Mm. but it's in big red letters and it says not recording and you're trying to tell me otherwise anyway how are you Joe, are the Rangers going to trade Kevin Hayes?
0: You're just you're coming in way too hot, um, but we will talk I can about slow that. Down. Oh, that's true. You you know you were talking about what we were talking about before the show. The Larry Brooks article pretty much gave us an entire show. I mean, I'm going to yeah, say the much. entire show. We could just read that article, and uh, that'll be the show. That said, a uh, few things. We didn't have a show last week. I tried to do the show. Mike couldn't do it. Um, we brought Mika on, and Mika had a microphone that was akin to yelling into a can, so it like wasn't recording when it was recording. I was talking at the same it was really weird and it was terrible and like sex sixteen minutes in I think I was like we can't we can't do this that first of all, some of his stuff wasn't even recording it was just terrible all around so. Uh, I told him, get a microphone, and then you can come on again, and we can discuss things. And he didn't do that. So it's me and Mike again. And that's my daughter crying in the background. You just put Mika on blast. I did. Take that, Mika. Seriously, I'm upset he's not here because he's super smart and uh, would have loved to get some of his thoughts pre-trades that are going to occur on the deadline. He's good with the the numbers, that Mika. But he's he's great with the numbers. He's He's as numbers as you get. You say cap hit, he jumps up in your living room. It's like Bloody Mary. You say Bloody Mary three times in front of a mirror. You say Mika, Mika, Mika in front of a mirror while holding up printouts of every single team's cap space by cap friendly. And Mika will appear in your house. So think about that. Um, Will the Rangers trade Hayes? So I guess let's start here. Larry Brooks on the 16th released an article that was enormous and it had tidbits and information and tsh, it was flying around like crazy and one of the big takeaways was that the new york rangers were fielding offers on kevin hayes who uh, multiple sources have reported that the 26 year old impending <clears throat> excuse me impending group 2 free agent has attracted significant interest from around the league that's a quote from uh, Larry Brooks. Michael, are you surprised that uh, Hayes is getting this much interest and potentially uh, potentially going to be traded?
1: I'm not too surprised. Uh, I feel like he's, it, it, I don't know. We saw so much of Hayes in like the MSG and the Rangers offseason stuff, especially with the Quinn hiring. You know, he was someone they grabbed quotes for. He was at the press conference there. Uh, you know, it it felt very much like you know, he's a guy we want around. With that being said, he's not signed yet, and there's definitely, you know, a lot of demand for a guy like him who's just starting to enter his prime and is coming off a career year. You know, as you pointed out, he's an RFA, and, you know, he's proven that he can score goals, which no one really thought he could do, and he's proven that he could play defense, which no one really thought he could do. So... I don't know. I'm not surprised that people are asking because I think that trades, the way I think a lot of us think trades happen is that, you know, one GM calls the other and he says, I want to do something. I want this player. But I feel like most of the time it's just you're nibbling and kind of poking, you know, seeing what you can get, what's out there. And whenever anyone's contract is up, especially in RFA, and, you know, it's not like a kid, you know, the teams know that the Rangers want to rebuild they want young assets and you know they'll give those up to get Kevin Hayes you've muted yourself Joe Uh, yeah you know I muted
0: normally I mute the microphone that I'm on and that time for whatever reason I muted on the actual Praxcast and uh Muted my microphone in an attempt to unmute my microphone, so I apologize. Um, yeah, I, the the big thing with Kevin Hayes is he's 26, so you, again, you're not talking about an old player, but you are talking about a guy who could theoretically be aging into really the tail end of his prime once the Rangers get back into contention if they, if they do go down this rebuilding road. And I like Kevin Hayes a lot. I agree with Mike. To get 25 goals out of him last year when Vigneault was absolutely stifling his offense and the opportunity to potentially see what he does under David Quinn is, uh, is something that I'm really excited for. I think he's a player who can excel under Quinn. I think he's a player who very well may be a, a huge surprise Uh, Is it ridiculous to think Hayes could give you a 30-30, 60-point season? Um, It might be a stretch in terms of the goals, but Kevin Hayes is continuously one of the best primary point producers in the NHL. I mean, above guys like Patrick Kane and... Uh, I wish I had the list up. It would have been smart, but it was in my uh, story about whether or not it was smart to trade Kevin Hayes. So is there something here where you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, "Okay, this is a a deal that might make sense for the Rangers? And I think there's definitely deals out there. Uh, Panarin, who's apparently on the trade market without wanting to sign a deal yet in Columbus, maybe somebody that the Rangers might be able to look at when it comes to Hayes. But to Mike's point, I don't know if there's a ton of options out there that don't really hit the nuclear rebuild button you do need to go down the line and realize that Hayes and Zibanejad can't be both on the team long term if you're going to keep howden hedel and anderson in the center conversation can you move so many one of baby them to centers wing? there's a ton of baby centers but can you move some of them to wing of course you can and you don't uh, want to though I don't,
1: you want to develop your own I, right that's it's, it's kind harder. of the, the road to success
0: it is harder to have a center than it is to have a winger, um, and you don't want to stunt their development. If you want to go into next year and actually roll four lines and have Lias Anderson be your fourth-line center and Filipino be your third-line center, that's fine. I'm not against that at all. I don't think that's a bad idea, um, but two years from now, three years from now, when the Rangers are actually in the thick of contending, Zibanejad Hayes is— Heedle and Anderson don't all fit the way you want them to. If you have a belief that Heedle is a top line center and that Anderson is a top six center, well, they don't fit with, with Hayes and, and Zibanejad. Can you move Hayes to the wing? Yes. Can you move Anderson to the wing? Yes. Can you move Heedle to the wing? Of course you can, but I don't know if it's necessarily something you want to do. And we're not even talking about Howden, who certainly won't be in the NHL next year, but maybe the year after. And I just – I do think if you're going to walk into this offseason and take away one thing, it's that the Rangers suddenly have a glut of centers. And it may only get worse because if Kanemi is available when the Rangers are picking, I don't think they're going to pass on him. If Zadina is available when the Rangers are picking, I don't think they're going to pass on him. The draft has sort of been turned on its head the past couple of days, I would say. You know, Wallstrom's a center. Um, I said Zadina, he's a winger. I apologize.
1: Yeah. I was, I was going to speak up on that one, but I was like, Well, you see, roll. I
0: fixed it myself. I, yeah, I, I did. I it know. Myself. I'm proud
1: of you. You did a good job.
0: Um, I try. I try to keep everybody You're a sweet happy. boy. There's some centers who may fall to the Rangers in the second you know, half of the first round or in the second or third round. Uh, the, who knows what the Rangers might trade for? So, yeah, if you're going to make a move, now is the time to do it. And Kevin Hayes, if you can start a bidding war for him, and it seems like there's plenty of interest to do just that. Calgary. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see how you don't. And, yeah, that was my next point is that Calgary was reported uh, to be one of the teams interested in Hayes. Mike, what are your thoughts there?
1: Well, Calgary, Johnny Hockey and Kevin Hayes are best friends, so I'm sure Calgary doesn't hate the idea of, you know, putting Gujo with a center who's he's going to be happy all the time forever. I mean, and play together, by the way. Yeah, he's locked up. College long college mates. I know. I feel like they've kind of been looking for solutions down the middle in Calgary for a little while, and Hayes is definitely an appealing option because of his connection to Goudreau. Um, I don't know. There's there's a couple of teams I think who would love to have a player like Hayes who really in many ways is a great option as kind of like a 1B or, you know, second-line center who can really thrive. And, you know, we've kind of learned this past year you want him to be a guy who you know you put in an offensive role you let him you know create offense he can do that you want him on the penalty kill he can apparently do that you want him to score goals he can do that um I remember the first season we saw Hayes and it was all those primary assists and you know the big body he didn't look really quick but setting up plays it's like oh what do we have here and uh his, the evolution in his game has been really remarkable. And, uh, you know, the Rangers fans have taken notice, and that means that other teams have taken notice. But, and obviously the name that people mention when we talk about Calgary is uh, Dougie Hamilton. And, you know, Brooks is one of many people, you know, analysts and writers, um, outspoken bloggers, that really believe that if the Rangers do make some sort of a splash in terms of a trade... Or even like in free agency, if if they can find something, um, that the big piece they want to add is a defenseman who can play the right side. That's that's kind of the you know the the greatest need for this team outside of, in my opinion, you know, a star, a true star forward or true star defender that can like carry the team. The Rangers haven't had. I was thinking about this. I wrote that piece about. Um, Tavares and the Rangers, which we all know is just not going to happen, but it's fun. It's a fun thing to think about, but when was the last time Joe the Rangers had that player who's truly dominant that wasn't Lunquist, It wasn't a goaltender. It's, it's Yager. to me, it's the Armory. Yeah, it's Jager. It's, yeah, it's been Yager. that long. So and it, you hope you find something like that in the draft, but there are no guarantees. And so uh, the, what the Rangers can do is say, well, we have all these centers, uh, no one expects Vlad or Spooner to be around, but we have all these kids still, so... You know, there's... We've seen a lot of goofy projected rosters for next season already, Joe. And, you know, a lot of people are putting Leas on the fourth line. And, uh, it's not, that's not how things work. The the Rangers would be shooting themselves in the foot if they did that. You have to create room for for guys, especially if they're committed to the idea of Anderson is a center, which I would imagine, considering where they picked him, that's where they want him to be.
0: Eventually, sure. I, I don't know if—I I could see Anderson rounding out the the back half of his game on the fourth line this year, and, and so long as it's a, a true role where he's playing— Anywhere from 12 to 13 minutes a night, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, How David Quinn will roll his lines remains to be seen, but I don't see a a huge issue with it. I definitely think there's, there's games where I'd like to see him in the top three or the top three pairing or lines. It does get complicated because, again, who are you moving up and down? But uh, Quinn is reportedly somebody who's willing to kind of shake things around when it's not working. So a place on the team uh, on the fourth line today very well may not mean a place on the fourth line tomorrow. But it's a different argument for a different day. I I believe the Kevin Hayes stuff really comes down to this. Are you making a deal? And one of the things that I want to talk about, and it's really not even something to talk about. It's just a... Just a comment in general. Larry Brooks speculates about moves that are win now. Larry Brooks speculates about moves that are garbage dumps in terms of contracts, which would be a a rebuild move. He talks about some of the rebuild opportunities that the Rangers have. We don't know. The Rangers are looking at every option. And James Dolan may have said, hey, we've targeted one or two players, but it remains to be seen if those one or two players are going to be someone that kind of fall into the Rangers' lap. The Mike Hoffman thing took on a life of its own now that he's in Florida thanks to a trade to San Jose and then a a shocking trade to Florida for more value than what Ottawa got out of him. Um, It seems like Eric Carlson may also have to be on the way out. We're not totally sure on that front. Uh, Is Ottawa going to try to put Bobby Ryan on with him? Are the Rangers going to talk to John Tavares? Of of course they are. I'm not sure that there's an actual deal to be done there. But what it really comes down to is the fact that the Rangers don't know yet either. And, And I think if they're going to make a Kevin Hayes move, it's going to speak to the direction that they're going in are they rebuilding or are they retooling or are they trying to do something in between and if you see kevin hayes get traded in a deal for say the second overall pick and i'm obviously making that up but that is something that that brooks speculated on as well yeah, that's a, that's a rebuild move that also kind of helps now because you'd think Svechnikov could potentially play in the NHL next year. Um, if Hayes gets traded for, say, Panarin, well, that's a win now move, isn't it? And that's something that we need to talk about. So I'm just not sure. Like this is the podcast where – this is the last podcast where we have no idea what the Rangers' direction is going to be because as soon as the draft comes and goes, we're going to have a really good idea of what type of team the Rangers expect to be, what type type of team the Rangers want to be, and uh, the steps that they're making to be that team. So I, I guess this moves us to the Panarin, Panarin rumors. Uh, Panarin told the Columbus Blue Jackets he's not ready. to talk about an extension yet. Um, what did you say,
1: son of Red Man? That's Breadman, the, the the bread, bread man.
0: The bread man. A man of bread. So, uh, my wife and I are trying to clean out our house because we have a baby and babies take up lots of room. And I found some of my children's toys that my mother gave me. And there was a ter- babies are I small, mean, terrifying, much, terrifying,
1: much terrifying jack a in the box.
0: Up? A horrifying jack in the box. It makes like a super creepy horror music. And then it just. It just well. It was in a box. We're gonna give it to Goodwill so that a, a child can oh there you can, go can play you, with
1: it. You can terrorize an, another generation. Yes, of but it it that's scares good. the
0: hell out of the dog. And uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's terrifying. Um, Stanley. He's in the air conditioning right now because it's a million degrees outside. It's even awful. Even though it's yeah. eight sixteen. Uh. So humidity. Humidity is a bad thing. Humidity. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. That's all. Uh, Panarin said he didn't want to sign yet in Columbus. Columbus said, okay, well, we're going to potentially start taking offers on you. And now we're here. That's about that. That came out today. Panarin, one of the better players in the NHL, a point per game player, uh, somebody who already elicited so much debate on Twitter, uh, centralized around who you would trade for him and what. and, And, I guess, Mike, my question is, A, do you see the Rangers being in on it, and B, what do you think is worth giving up? Not that you wouldn't want to give up for a player of his caliber, but
1: with Mm -hmm. where the Rangers are now, it's a very dangerous game. You know what this makes me think of, Joe, is you remember how Gabrick torched the Rangers, and then the Rangers went out and got him? Panarin this past season was just... Uh, juggernaut against the rangers he was he just terrorized the rangers and uh, it was one of those things where everyone knows how good he is but like when you play that well against the rangers i think people tend to take even more notice just because of you know the hockey market and all the eyeballs on new york uh what what would i give up to get him well he's right now he's 26 um He's just coming off of, as you pointed out, 82 points in 81 games. The year before, when he was in Chicago, he had 74 and 82. This past season, he proved the, the big question that faced him this year is, can he do it without Kane? And uh, he proved that definitively, because he didn't necessarily have, you know, the best line mates in the world in Columbus. And there's a lot to like about Panarin outside of the fact that he only has one year left on his deal. So, as you, as you mentioned, this could be very much a, you know, we're going to go for it. You know, you get Panera and maybe you get Kovalchuk, or who the hell knows who you can get on a short-term deal to just kind of make something happen. But it is interesting that he's 26, so he's not old. But he doesn't feel like the sort of guy you add for a rebuild. Um, I, I definitely have questions about... What it would cost to get him, uh, you know, and certainly Columbus is going to want more than they gave up to get him with, you know, the, the sod trade, and because he's only proven since then that he's even more valuable than, uh, than Columbus might have thought he was. So that that's the part that makes me a little nervous is that I would imagine it would be a package deal that in- includes early draft picks in this draft, which is counterintuitive to the idea of the rebuild.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Are are you talking about a rebuild or are you talking about a retool? I'm not a huge fan of the three for one deals if you are talking about a rebuild and even in a retool because so the debate that's raging on Twitter right now is would you trade Buchnevich as part of a package for Panarin? And the answer to that question right now, the way that it's phrased, has to be yes because Panarin depends is depends on the other player. pieces but yeah Well so god damn it Michael you, you I'm getting on my roll I'm setting I'm Sorry the pins, we haven't and then, we haven't done, and then you, we haven't you, done the show throw, in 2 weeks Mom. You throw this bowling ball of interruption right down the lane and it's a strike it's a strike you strike down your It you was wearing a bonnet, it all
1: down It'd be filled with bees
0: uh, I'm just I listen I had to take a bee's nest out of my uh, <laughs> The vent, like the exhaust vent in my bathroom yesterday. That was not fun. Um, it, a it was hive? a wasp's nest. It was an, a wasp's nest. Okay. It was awful. I, I had to spray the shit out of the outside of it so the rest of the wasps, wasps would know that uh, they weren't allowed back. And here's the really weird thing. It, I hmm. used a pair of tongs to try to pull out the, the nest. And okay. I couldn't get the nest out it was like stuck in there so I didn't want to get stung so all the wasps like came out there was like four of them and I sprayed the shit out of them with the spray and I sprayed around the exhaust fan but not into it because I didn't want it to get into the bathroom and Mm -hmm. you know the wasps they were writhing around and they died because it's poison and I was like all right, that's enough for tonight and I, I I went to bed and I came home from work this morning and I looked in the vent and there is no nest so I don't know how that's possible they packed up their shit I, maybe, did like, can they do that? I tried, I, I, maybe I loosened it up with the tongs, it's possible, but um, I don't know,
1: yeah so, anyway you broke their uh, spirit, you killed their yeah, their cultural leaders when you did that and the, that, that the shattered way their way you, ruined it, your it momentum just, by interrupting I hope
0: you all enjoyed the uh, personal podcast by the way, the private uh, Digger's Summer Survival Guide I got some feedback, Michael people thought it was hysterical
1: um I didn't see any of that so we'll feedback. Have to do, you don't tell me We'll anything. have to do more of that.
0: Well, I asked I asked people who I respected what their thoughts were.
1: Well, of and course those me. people are going to say they liked it. Like, hey, did you like the thing that we worked Why? on? No, some of them no, some of them gave
0: feedback on it. Critical thinking feedback. Oh,
1: well, let's hear that. I want, let's, well, let's... we
0: don't have to discuss that now. That's something that you and I should discuss off mic. Well, let's knock down... Because it, no. it involves how good I am Ooh. as a... As a person, as a wasp assassin, <laughs> wasp assassin. Um, anyway, wasp yeah, is a
1: is a is a pain in the ass to say wasps. I'll tell you, yeah, wasps is will try not wasps. Not nest. a good word. We should wasp's have found a better nest. pluralization. Yeah, wasps nest.
0: Wasps nest. Not a good you word. Your tea. On the end of that one wasp's, wasp's nest. nest. That's a particularly big wasp's nest. Oh, that Part- was awesome! wow,
1: you got it too. Look at us, we're getting better. <laughs> yeah, um, but I go through it so slow. I want to particularly wanna move through the word. There it is. You're so Smooth, much better. Fluid. I'm really proud of you for that. That's good.
0: Uh, God, I tried so hard. I I live to make you proud. That's my that's my. How
1: answer. many hours? Of us uh, being recorded on the show have gone out there, and we can't say very basic vocabulary words.
0: Oh well, we're on our what is this—the ninety-sixth or ninety-seventh episode of the show? So each one's an
1: hour or so.
0: At least a hundred hours, probably more, because we definitely go over almost every show. That's um, good. What is this? This is episode, yeah, ninety-six. So definitely, it's a lot. Do you know lot.
1: whose birthday it is today, Joe? Who's Frolov? Really, former Ranger right. great. Yeah, we you know, know, talked about days. talking about a lot of Russians, and I thought we'd bring up uh, Alexander Frolov. Oh, and that that
0: brings us full circle to my point that you interrupted, which is pretty much yeah. You, you have to consider Buksnovich in a trade because you have to. You don't have a choice. But if it's Hayes Buchnevich, the ninth, and something else like a prospect, no, no Buchnevich is not. If Buc- you want to centerpiece the deal around Buchnevich, I will reluctantly do it. And I say reluctantly because, look, I'm the biggest Buchnevich fan on the planet, uh, for better or for worse. This very well may be me overvaluing him, and I'm at least willing to admit that. But I don't know what I have in Buchnevich yet because all I saw was the level of Bucinevich that you get from an unconfident player because the coach sucked. So can Bucinevich be a 60-point player next year? I don't see why not. Can he be a 70-point player next year? I think that would be a shock. I don't know if I want to say shocking. I think that would be surprising. Is he an 80-point player next year? I think that would be shocking. But I really do think with the proper mentorship in in David Quinn and a guy who gives him the right opportunities and kind of grooms him, Buchnevich is a hell of a player. Even at last year's levels of Buchnevich and Hayes, both of them are 80 points combined. And you have to us 80 points plus, actually. And you have to assume that they're both going to get better under Quinn. So I don't love the idea of a three-for-one trade. If this was three years ago and the Rangers were fighting for a playoff contention and an actual Stanley Cup contending team. Yeah, I think it's a much different situation, but for where the Rangers are right now, I don't trust that a move for Panarin, even if he's as good as he is and a fide superstar and you need those guys to win the cup, I think you're just just going to waste his prime.
1: Mike, yeah, it's not the fact that it's there's a heavy risk involved here that you get one year of Panarin and as fun as that might be and as much as that might even, you know, kind of Jam the window back open for the cup window with Henrik. It, there's just too much risk involved for a team that has to get young and has to rebuild and has to find those guys. You know developing your own talent is the way you win in this league. You, you don't win by you know constantly making a run at the deadline and throwing away your assets. We've seen what happens when when a team does that, when you keep packaging, young players and picks to try and you know solve the problems that you foresee in your team in the hopes that you get stronger for the playoffs it's it has bankrupted the Rangers of prospects that's why the Wolf Pack are an unmitigated disaster and that's why this draft is so significant it's also why we haven't seen that dominant you know skater since Jager it's it's the same those things are all connected and so in many ways this feel like as you said this is a move that if it's a few years ago, we talk about it differently. But you can't package too much together for something that could just be 82 regular season games with Panarin, because Panarin is probably—it's not enough to get the Rangers in the playoffs. If—if if kind of everything else stays the same, the Rangers' defense is a mess, and you know we look at this—you know the lineup—and we don't know how many kids are going to be in it. But you know, I took a shot at kind of looking at. Like even what an ideal Rangers lineup is, and now we're also hearing, of course, who knows what the hell's going to happen with Kovalchuk? It seems like that that thing that was once a slam dunk Joe is now um, probably not a slam dunk. No, we had our our tinfoil hat
0: theories in the, the NHL, and it just came in, Mike, and they, similar to a, a co-host who will remain nameless, threw a bowling oh. ball of interruption and just demolished it. Just demolished oh. it. Sounds like I'm a not, swell I'm, fella. I'm, I'm not speaking about anyone in particular, so...
1: I wanted to ask you a question, actually, that's kind of related to this. Um, in that same Brooks piece, he pointed... He suggested that... Let me just read the uh, the language that Larry Brooks used for you. The Rangers have no interest in putting a skeleton squad on the ice in October. Unless there is a dramatic shift this week, Matt Zuccarello is therefore expected to report for duty at training camp heading into the final year of his contract. Joe? Why? I love Zuccarello more than his own mother. His own his own reflection might love him. Although that would suggest, I think he's a he's a man of uh, vanity and ego, and I don't think that's what he's about. But I don't. don't, Why Why on earth would you hold on to Zuccarello if the plan is to rebuild? I mean, I'm sure some people say, "Oh, you know, you you have Zuc Zuc around, then trade him at the deadline." What if he gets hurt? What if there's too many there's too much risk involved. The, you can get a lot for Zuccarello right now. You might be able to get even more if you wait until the deadline, but why the rebuild, this is New York. We want it to happen as fast as possible, right? Why not start now? Why not get picks for this draft? Why not you know say to yourself, this is a guy uh, who you know who's, who's a UFA at the end of next season, He's not young anymore, and he's a really special player. But this team isn't looking for a guy his age that's a special player. They want, you know, to turn back the clock and find the Zuccarello of four or five years ago. Um, The guy that you know took too long for Tortorella to give that guy a chance. Um, I don't understand why Zuccarello would stick around, other than maybe the team just he's too valuable. To the locker room, He's, he has the right kind of leadership elements, the, the, the character stuff that we hear so much about. Maybe that's what the organization sees here, but is Zook going to be around a training camp, Joe?
0: Yeah. Well, here's the question that you need to ask yourself when you're looking at something like this, and I was just as surprised as you are that— Zuccarello was named as somebody who was definitely going to be around next year. Listen, I, I think he's critical for the team. He's critical for the locker room. I think he's one of the, the better players in recent memory just in terms of skill and the way that he, he gives his all and the relationships that he has with the team and the fans. But I would have traded him in a heartbeat. Here's my flip side to that, Michael. If you're going to trade Kevin Hayes, you can't trade Zuccarello. So if the Rangers are going to make some type of a huge roster move, Hayes, Buchnevich, Shea, whoever it is, you, you can't trade Zuccarello too. And I think that's what Brooks means when he says a skeleton squad. You can't put out a skeleton squad in terms of, hey, we don't have Zuccarello. We don't have Hayes. We have no one. Um, where I do think it gets a little ridiculous is I don't want – if the Rangers don't trade Hayes and they don't trade Zuccarello, I'm not sure what the plan is. If you want to convince Kovalchuk to come, come over to the Rangers and you're saying, hey, listen, this is what I have. We have Zuccarello. We have Hayes. Brooks insinuates that Kovalchuk needs the Rangers to acquire another player to kind of show that they're contending if you, you go after Carlson or whatever it may be. Then, yeah, okay, I guess you hold on to Hayes and and Zuccarello and you see what happens, but I do think that the Rangers would get the most value out of trading Zuccarello right now. Um, If they tank again next year and it comes to the deadline, yeah, teams are going to pay through the roof for a guy of Zuccarello's caliber. And the only difference right now is that, A, you know where everybody's draft position is, so uh, it's a little bit less of a risk on both teams' parts, both the Rangers and the acquiring team. Um, B, the suitors are wide open, because I can't imagine that you, you wouldn't have at least 20 to 25 teams Teams right now who fancy themselves as playoff contenders next year I mean you really only have a few teams that you would think aren't uh, even looking at the playoffs next year Ottawa being one of them and that suitor list really narrows down to the true contenders once you come to the trade deadline so there is a level of risk there there is a level of uncertainty um, I just don't I, I don't know if I follow the path of logic that oh, we're going to keep Zuccarello, we're going to keep Hayes, we're not going to do anything. Even if the ring just trade Spooner and, and Nemestikov and VC, uh, that's one thing I doesn't make just, any sense uh, to me, yeah, Joe. Yeah, I don't... You have to get the value while you can. And, and let's be really honest about something
1: else. you got to milk so the, the cow in, while you have it, Joe. Well, if they do if keep If you wait Zuccarello, too long and the cow dies, when you go to milk it, it'll be cheap. Oh, my God. Well, who's saying anything about Zuccarello dying? No, I so said... Because... Duke was the
0: cow in that, wasn't he?
1: Well, I was th- saying uh, the Rangers' roster is the cow. No, the Zuccarello way, oh, is I the understand. milk. He's the milk. Okay, so he's if the, the cow's frothy he, discharge of dairy product. Y- you lose the milk.
0: Yeah, the frothy milk. Um, yeah. I, and you don't want oh cheese. Boy. I love cheese. Who doesn't love cheese? Well,
1: um, yeah, vegans. Vegans don't yeah, love cheese. Vegans don't.
0: I, I just... I don't know, man. I, I think that Zuccarello... You, lactose intolerant, people. I'm lactose intolerant, and I still love cheese and milk. When I was younger, I, I drank so much milk that I developed an immunity to my lactose intolerance. And That's not how I, science works, Joe. I, no, not, I, sw- I swear to you, I built up an Is immunity. Is it like that... Control. There's an emperor who,
1: like... He, Took a little dip of poison every day to make himself immune to a poison. And here's how I know that. I know that because in middle school, I was like,
0: ah, I'm an adult. I don't have to drink milk now. And then when I got back into milk in high school, boom,
1: lactose intolerant. Came back. I so, like how you, you got back into milk. <laughs> like, it was yeah, an old record I, you found. I got, like, yeah, you yeah, yeah back I remember into this milk. stuff.
0: Just like that video game you forgot you have, and you're like, oh, my God, that's a great video game. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Um... But milk. Speaking of that old record, if Zuccarello stays with the Rangers this year, he's re-signing with the team. So in that regard, I I do understand where there's really no risk to keeping him. And he's your
1: captain. And then you don't got to think.
0: But let me flip the switch, Michael. I'm flipping it right on you. Click, flip. The cheese switch. The cheese switch. You can only trade one of Zuccarello and Hayes.
1: Okay. Who do you trade? Zuccarello.
0: Why? Maybe I didn't Contract. phrase the question properly. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. You can only trade one of Zuccarello or Hayes right now, where Zuccarello okay. has reportedly no interest, right? And Hayes, you could theoretically start a building war with, and you have this building glut war. of centers. Man, a building war would take a long time. Did I say a building, I building war, bidding bidding you bidding war, you, and you have this glut of centers.
1: Okay. Wouldn't
0: you want to make room for them?
1: Um, in this scenario, there, there's no one calling, knocking on the door about Zook?
0: No, it's not that no one's calling. It's just that...
1: But it, people are the, clamoring for Hayes, is right,
0: what, I'm Cause what we're Right, because what we know right now is the Rangers intend to keep Zuccarello, which insinuates there's really not a market for him because you'd have to assume that people would be kicking the tires on Zouk.
1: I'll tell you what I, my answer is. My answer is you trade Hayes... Uh, you talk to him, you trade Hayes, you talk to Matt Zuccarello, you explain to him, we'd love to have you around. We think you'd look good with yet another C on your jersey. Get a joke because there's two Cs in his last name. I do, Let's and then you, do.
0: you add one when he becomes the captain. Or yeah, change his name to I,
1: Zuccarello. That's, that's what I did there. That was clever. But then uh, you say, hey, you want to be captain? This is the contract that works for us. And if he says I don't know about all that, then you say, well, uh, deadline is coming, and we can turn you into even more assets. But you get you know sixty some odd games of him. That's plenty of milk, and uh, he won't be cheese by then. So I feel like that. If push comes to shove, and and I also feel like because Hayes is the center, and because teams will be able to negotiate his contract, and a team like Calgary, you know, is probably you know clawing for the opportunity to add Kevin Hayes. I feel like there's there's so much potential there for a huge return for Hayes although it's hard to say what that looks like because as you mentioned everything we thought we knew was going to happen not only for the draft order but for you know teams we've heard like pretty much every other team's like yeah we'll we'll move our pick you know whatever so it's chaos it's just you know it's just waiting for it all to unfold it is utter chaos and do you move Hayes (laughs) Or, or Zook, in I think that I, scenario that
0: you I th- raised. I do move Hayes, but again, I need to see the deal. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's assuming... I would not be upset if the Rangers kept both of them. I really wouldn't be.
1: I would be uh, alarmed. Um, only from the perspective of what. what is the... I desperately want to understand what is the intention here with keeping Zuccarello... You know, on an expiring contract, there's no guarantee of signing him. He's 30 years old today. Like, what is the what is the end game here? Is he going to be you know the captain for the next four years? You sign him to you know four more years until he's 34. Is that your plan? And then you also have to ask, all right, well we're we're re-signing Hayes if we're not trading trading him. So you have Mika Zabinijad signed it, what looks like a very reasonable cap hit through 2021-2022. And then you have Kevin Hayes, who will probably be signed past that, right? That's pretty safe to assume. Yeah. But so, assume. if the Rangers take a, a center, which, you know, the draft projections have it so that there's going to be centers around where the Rangers are picking at nine. There's so many baby centers, as we mentioned before. There's just so many of them. And... That's in, there's even that problem if you trade both Vlad and Spooner, which you know I think is kind of a foregone conclusion now. But there's just you got to make room. You want Filippidel to become what we think Philippedal can be. He can't be the third line center in you know three four years. You have to you have to create room. Well, and what if they draft
0: Go to Kanemi. Well, there you go. Things get even more. Or hair. Wallstrom. I, I mean, honestly, what what happens then?
1: Well, because... Wallstrom can play wing or center comfortably, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't I mean, you rather the, the glut of play centers center? is a. Well, yeah, but the glut of centers is a problem you want to have because being able to to say we have centers we can move is a very valuable position to be in in a trade because. You know there are many many teams in the nhl uh you know up until recently you could argue the rangers were one of them who were uncomfortable or you know unconfident in who they had as their first line center you know with the rangers step on saga and you you look around you know when when there's a huge center available like a Tavares in free agency everyone is taken out the checkbooks you know it's you don't find guys like that. You develop them, and you can find them in trades, but when you do, it costs you an arm and a leg. And I I don't know. I want a really... If this is a... Re- my whole theory here, which I'm sure is, is no secret to anyone who's been re- listening to me ramble now, is like, if they do the rebuild, do it right. That's my thing. Go young. You know, make room. That means saying goodbye to a lot of players who are, you know, iconic, charismatic, players we all love, players who, their jerseys are all over the garden. But that team is done in many ways. Like, that group of Rangers that got this far, most of it's already been sold off for scrap. (laughs) Just mostly to Tampa. But, you know, this team has to get younger. You can't win, you know, we're not going to be able to just slap together a bunch of like a half, you know, a half-schemed rebuild, add Panarin or Kovalchuk or both, and then say, "Ah, we're kind of doing the rebuild, but we're also trying to get to the Cup again." Like that's not how you do things. The half-measures don't work like that. Yeah, you you can't do it half in the bag.
0: Is pretty much the the end result, and that's where I think any type of a win now move is going to look like because. Does Carlson make the team a playoff contender? Maybe, depending on what assets you give up to get him. Does he make the team yeah. a Stanley Cup contender? Probably not. Same thing for Panarin. It's it's just not it's not a place for the Rangers to kind of be. I guess digging around in, if you will. I mean, I don't mind the fact that. Uh, that they're kind of kicking the tires on it, and I think they should. Yeah, you for have sure, to because... nibble. But just I, like I the Tavares Fordham...
1: article, the point is like you have to, you have to kick the tires. You have to see. All right, well, what did what would this look like? And have you ever you truly to... kicked the tire?
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah, so have I. It's painful. Yeah, it doesn't
1: feel good. I, I, I don't know the why anybody tires. would. Kick they the hold tire. up a large hunk of metal with a
0: with a combustion engine in it. I mean, I guess the the turn of phrase is that you're kicking a tire to prove the car is good enough to buy, but it kind of doesn't make sense when kicking the tire, like, oh, they're kicking the tires on Panarin. Well, you're kicking on the actual tire then, not on the... Well, I think
1: it came back from, like, the olden days, because it's an olden days term of, like, let's kick the tires on this Model T to see if the tires are made out of, like, uh, Triscuits or something. Like, I want to make sure that these tires are inflated and made with vulcanized rubber as opposed to... Uh, tin cans or uh, uh, non-vulcanized rubber, let's say.
0: I love vulcanized rubber, because vulcanized rubber makes hockey pucks. Anyway, Michael, continue right. you your point that I just destroyed.
1: I don't really have a point. Um, but, uh, you know, I was kind of saying what you're saying, which is, I don't mind the idea of, yeah, you, you pick up the phone and you say, hey, you know, what, what's going on with Panarin? And you see like, alright, well, what what can happen here? Can we negotiate a contract? You know, can we, you know, what what will you allow? What would you be interested in? You know, let's just talk. Because, like, Gorton obviously has a lot on his plate right now. Um, but, you know, he can set an hour or two aside to, you know, to kind of figure out what, what a deal like that would look like. And there are a lot of scenarios unfolding, but this is the time of the year where really Gorton should be, the most hard at work he is all year long like this is what we we want to see action and we get the feeling that things are going to unfold and happen uh, on or before draft day because that's just what if it, it, it's kind of what it feels like Joe it's like we're reaching a crescendo here where we're crescendo rather where you know i I would be really really surprised if everything, there's no trades, there's no anything when, when it was the Rangers' turn to, to pick at nine. Like If well, nothing had right. happened, and I'd be alarmed. And we have to, alarmed is a good word to put to use, actually. And we have
0: to know. You, you have to know by Friday. Because even if the Rangers do nothing on Friday, that answers your question right there. Yeah. Right? They're rebuilding. If they do nothing on Friday, they are rebuilding. And yeah. I'm okay with that. But like this is going to go up tomorrow. Which is Wednesday, so you're 72 hours away from getting an answer of sorts. I mean, you can't play you golf move? right
1: now if you're Jeff Gordon. You can't.
0: Well, I, I think, and I could be wrong. All the general the people managers still have and whatnot. No, I can't imagine they do. They start going out there tomorrow, so you know, you go out there tomorrow you start talking to people maybe you uh you get out of the cold because it's june but it's always two degrees in buffalo and you, you go into a bar and you get famous buffalo wings spicy buffalo wings and you, you, you dip your, your buffalo wing into a little bit of blue cheese and you take a bite of it and jeff gordon looks over and he sees isn't that his fellow general dallas. managers or what i said isn't a draft in dallas I thought the draft is in Oh yeah, you may be right. Actually, in fact, you're 100 percent right. I'm so where Buffalo the hell because, are you right now? Because Buffalo has the number one pick. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's change. All let's, right, well they're
1: wrapping their lips around sweet juicy brisket. Yeah, he, he So he's uh, still
0: sitting at a bar. He's still at the bar. Um, he he, he takes but not cold, he takes folks, A piece of rib. No, it's hot. Texas it's flaming hot. So he's in the he's in the bar, and he, he, he pulls heat. out he, he pulls out a a. a Platter of ribs, and he he pulls a little bit of the rib off the nice burnt part at the top. They call them the tips, and he dips it into the barbecue sauce, and he takes a bite of it, and and he looks up, and he uh this the barbecue sauce a little bit spicier than he thought it was going to be. So he he, uh he reaches for his his cold beer, his nice pale ale, because he likes he likes a little bit of the tartness to go along with the sweetness of the barbecue sauce. And he looks yeah. up, and he sees his other general managers, and he kind of shuffles over with his plate, and he sits down, and they, they kind of He throws a bone at
1: a dog down. nearby and lets the dog yeah. just work on the yeah, bone.
0: He, he, wants, he, wants, he spits into a spittoon, uh, yeah. and he, he, he kind of readjusts his, uh, his sheriff star badge, and he sits and down. his belt and he buckle, looks,
1: oversized but uh, prominent in the state of Texas.
0: He looks in the eyes of Peter Shirelli, who has ordered a platter of ribs and is throwing away oh. the meat and eating the bones because Peter Shirelli yeah. doesn't know how to do That's anything right. That's what Peter Shirelli would do. And yeah. um, Jeff Gordon, you know, slides the meat onto his plate to take it from him. And he says, you know, Peter, we can make another trade if you want. Um, Peter's like, I'll give you my delicious rib meat for those bones. So they make the swap. And he goes, how about I give you, uh, you know, Jimmy VC for your 13th overall pick? And, or for your 10th overall pick. And uh, he's like, well, God, I, I really have to think about it. And that's, I think we'll see some deals if we're going to see anything. That's a long way of me saying. There's
1: going to be deals covered in barbecue sauce,
0: Barbecue sauce and napkins. But I do think you, all the general managers get there tomorrow or Thursday. Everybody kind of settles in. They get ready for the weekend. And you're going to see a little bit more of a conversation uh, between these guys. I'm sure they're sick of talking to each other on the phone. They got their own things going on. So... There's a potential for some deals to be coming through. To be completely honest with you, and uh, Larry Brooks speculates that if a move is going to happen before the uh, before the the draft happens, it's going to be a roster move with Hayes. So um, I definitely I, I think that's something that that's going to be interesting. But who knows? We may, na- you know, we may see nothing. You don't know, uh, Mike. We have questions that that didn't get asked last show. Oh okay. Should we, should we try to yeah. do them?
1: especially the ones from our patrons, our favorite people. That's tr- Well, there was one. Uh, there was one from our sign up Bob to be Kawa. a patron at blue shirt <laughs> uh, <laughs> dot gov dot net slash. Money's going to a good place. Patreon uh, dot
0: com slash blue shirt banter. Bob Kawa, net. which current ranger would you enjoy being stuck in an elevator with the most and the least?
1: Uh, Henrik Lundqvist because he probably smells. So good. Oh, absolutely. Lundquist has to be number one. There's
0: no way he uh, can't be.
1: I just imagine he smells like hope and uh just like hope and uh, dreams.
0: Uh, wouldn't he smell like the crushing despair like, of like, destroyed? Like dreams royalty
1: though? should smell, you know, like wow. Um, you probably, probably washer Least is Least tough. is
0: a good question. Yeah. Who who wouldn't you want to be in the locker room with? Um, maybe a VC. I would think VC, but for like selfish reasons, because I'm have an enormous ego and assume he reads the site or my Twitter page and knows that I'm not very high on him. So we just kind of glare at each other in the elevator until the the fireman comes in and uh,
1: you know what, locates D'Angelo. The corner. D'Angelo you, is the one at least because I would you, uh, I would be in my head the whole time. I would be I would be just uncomfortable because I'd be thinking. Uh, this kid is, is is a bit of a goofball. He doesn't have his head his head on straight, and so, so you're I would worried he's I would ask. be staring daggers at him, and uh, I wouldn't feel good about myself or the the whole thing. I like the yeah, question yeah. though. It's a great question. It is a Definitely question. Hank. I don't
0: know. Maybe he, Zook, he's... Just
1: because I'm six foot two, and I get to look down at Zook and be like, "Yeah, you're so great." Mark Stall. Would you want to be in the? I'm sure Zook Stahl? smells. Yeah, don't mind. I'll talk about sod with Stall at the family sod farm. Yeah, but Stall knows we don't like him. That's not true. He knows.
0: He doesn't know that. He might. I don't know. Maybe he reads the site. You have no idea. Maybe he, he listens to the podcast. You ever think of that?
1: If he does, yeah. uh, I'd love for him to come on talk about sod.
0: Yeah, why don't you, Mark? Since you're listening, and I know you are, why don't you uh, come on the show? Joe Fortunato, BSB on Twitter. My DMs are open. Give me. a Have your agent reach out to mine. We'll, are uh, your DMs open? Yeah, they are. Always. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good way to have people reach out to you and tell you that you're a moron and they want to kill you. So.
1: I I just sneezed, but no one could hear it because I muted the
0: microphone. No, we couldn't hear it. Um, Dave Pendries
1: Dave. Dave's my buddy. Is he? yeah he's a he's a guy who covered a lot of uh, the NWHL he oh, and I see have he's uh a... spent a lot of time talking to to each other at riveters games uh, particularly he's a really good dude uh he has two questions since Montreal is clearly
0: bad at trade should the Rangers move quickly to try <laughs> and take advantage well this was asked after Galchenyuk got traded so um, I don't know who else is on Montreal that would really make sense. Again, for a rebuilding team, like Patrucci is a great get for a contending team, not for Yeah, but he's not a, he's not a baby. Right, that's what I'm saying, not for We can't steal Rangers any babies right from now. Them. We we need babies. We have to we have to be cradle Gotta robbers. Got to get a baby. Always baby cradle robber. Got to get the baby. Like 25 uh, and under is, baby. It's far more interesting. Will betting okay. be allowed on the glove challenge? And hashtag glove challenge was enacted. We got five new patrons before the end of June. It's June nineteenth. We have what is there? Thirty days in June. We have uh, eleven days left. Had to do the quick math on that one. So That's Mike and I are going to uh, we're going to each make a glove to make one. Set I've already of started, gloves. folks. And Mike is not pleased with his handiwork. And I uh, that glove. You, uh, it's not like Those gloves strong. will be given to one of our lucky patrons. So David, I don't know what you want to bet on. Uh, if you want to bet on how terrible they're going to be, I think Whose glove, glove is, is is worst?
1: Whoever get, wins the gloves cuz it's going to a random patron. We'll ask yeah, them they, they which glove was more of a debacle and which, Yeah, which the, one was worst? Yeah. That's how you could gamble on it. Uh, Frank
0: Minsiley. Butchered your name there, Frank, Frank. I apologize. Uh, which Frank, prospects out of all that you have yet to see on MSGI are so you most excited about? So that removes the oh, Rangers prospect from the equation. Um, Libor
1: Hayek is my answer.
0: That was my answer. Well. And I'm I know factored. your actual answer was Lindgren because last podcast you said he was the most NHL ready of the group. No, I didn't say that. You, you did. Uh, let's rewind the tape. <laughs> Hi Mike. Lieber Hayek is the most NHL ready.
1: Oh damn you it Lieber Hayek yeah, is the correct y- you you couldn't have made yourself
0: look <laughs> more like a fool. Ryan Lindgren, this is Mike again. Yeah The
1: last you had thing to was rewind just a jerk. <laughs> I did I had to rewind I
0: had to rewind yeah. all the way back and I'm assuming that <laughs> to the people go, will forget yeah. The one series of rewinds where I got it wrong. Uh, yeah, Hayek is the easy choice just because uh, of all the prospects that the Rangers got, I think Rikov is the most mysterious, if you will, simply because he's in, the, in Russia. Well, who's your second? Really Let's do that. Time. It's got to be Rikov. Or, well, you know what? It's a tie between and, and and Howden because... Howden has sort of opened eyes. I think a lot of people thought he was a a third-line center, and now there's some people who think he might be a top-line center or a top-six center with the way that he's kind of finished the year out in juniors. But Rykov is a player who has a decent point total in Russia with no power play time whatsoever. So he's doing all of his work at at even strength, and for a 20-year-old to be playing every night for SKA, one of the best teams in the KHL, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I like that answer. Um, he is to me the the mysterious one. He's the guy who's you know he's playing in the KHL. So uh, scouts, most of the scouts that we read their reports are obviously North American guys. So he he to me is the biggest question mark. But that also kind of makes him the most fun, and therefore I am excited to see him. Uh, I don't think that Howden gets as much attention as you might deserve. I know his ceiling is kind of like third line center but, you know that's, that's like a safe projection. I, I just want to see what he looks like um, he, he's another guy who I feel like, oh, you know uh, it's, a, it's a nice thing to have another kind of young center who really feels like he is bound for the NHL just a question of where he fits in and really with this team in particular, it's the question of when I like that question, that was a good question both it's of these are question. good questions. Yeah, well, we've had three questions, Michael.
0: Four, technically, because your buddy asked, too. David. Josh Zarkin. What hospital do you recommend for my panic attack if we get to the eighth overall pick and Zidane and Wallstrom are still on the board? Um, Josh, I don't know where you live. The, the closest hospital to you. If it's in Connecticut, Yale, New Haven.
1: As someone who... Deals with panic attacks because I have a general anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder. I would. The most important thing that you learn about anxiety disorders, uh, I mean, when you have an anxiety disorder and panic attacks, is that a panic attack will not kill you. Uh, panic is a very hard thing to negotiate in your head. You, you try to. It's very hard to be rational, but you understand that what you're feeling is not the end of the world. And it's very hard to convince yourself of that when you're hyperventilating, you're not getting enough uh, air and oxygen to your brain. You know, your your body is kind of betraying you. But um, to answer your question, I would just say the, the nearest hospital or uh, the loving arms of someone you care about, even if it's a dog or a cat. Yeah. A vet. Maybe a, a vet. Take some Maybe an ungulate of some kind, a goat. I've, I've kind of. Lately, I've wanted to cuddle a baby goat. I've been it's looking a, at a lot of baby goat. Uh, to hold stuff a on baby Reddit. goat, did you say? Yeah. Baby goat
0: it, 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 it I'm not even kidding when I say to you, it skipped out where it could have been kill a baby goat or hold a baby goat.
1: Hold a baby goat. Don't kill a baby goat. Hold. Snuggle a goat. Snuggle. They're very small, and they seem nice. They do have weird eyes, though. They got the devil eyes. I don't like that. Well, eyes. goats eat everything, so including panic attacks. Next question. Uh,
0: we don't really have any more questions
1: <laughs> because all the
0: questions that were asked for last week's show that we didn't do yeah. are sort of they're not really relevant anymore because of everything that's happened. Oh,
1: but those people ask questions, Joe.
0: Uh, (sighs) alright don't do this stink fleeman who's a patron stink oh this is actually one that that makes sense now that Ovi has a cup boo which non-ranger would you like to see win it next
1: boo uh Joe Thornton he deserves it taking his dick out taking his dick out stroke cock the word was cock I was trying to keep it clean
0: yeah, that's actually, cock is worse than dick. I think, and now I've said
1: both it of is. them. So, and you said you said it twice, and you said it loud. Just, just yeah. answer your question. That's a tough call. Um, is this a question? This is not which former ranger. This is just which non-ranger, right? Yeah, which non, um, non-ranger? Dag PK
0: probably. Ooh, PK is a great answer. Okay. I changed my answer to PK.
1: I love PK Subban. I said it first. If you don't love <laughs> PK Subban, PK I don't want to talk to you. And uh, the celebrate, like the amount of joy he would show lifting the cup, uh, it would be. Or,
0: it, and I have to say, I'm I'm not hating Stanley Cup winning Alex Ovechkin as much as I thought I would.
1: I don't so. hate it at all. I'm not an anti-Ovechkin guy. I, I, I'm not I don't see Obi getting either. the cup as I, something taking, taken away from Hank. That's not. Well, like I do see it thing. because now Hank
0: is really the only why? generational player. He's the only generational player of this generation to not have his name on the Stanley Cup. That's why. You bitch. Now you made me say it. Eric I'm Carlson. Crying. Alex Khalifa. Have we seen the last of Brendan Smith on the Rangers? Uh see that Brooks kind of talked about. Brooksie, no, I don't think. I, no, but that's I that's
1: so. a good thing to talk about still. It is. Uh, it Brooks is. Brooks I don't I don't think
0: out, we've seen the end of him. Uh, I yeah, think Brooks mentioned that, that Smith is working out.
1: It's my turn to talk. I want to talk. Smith is felt he's lifting weights, he's doing pilates, he's eating only liquid form. He's a, a strict juice diet like um like a manatee, I imagine. I don't think manatees eat a lot of solid food. Uh... Joe, you know that in Florida, you have to if you're in a kayak, you have to yield to manatees. You know, just you can't you can't fuck around with them. You just got you just gotta let them be a manatee. Oh Am I, am I allowed
0: to speak now about the
1: manatees? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Manatees are
0: primarily herbivores. They feed on a wide variety of submerged, floating and shoreline vegetation manatees and sea Florida cows. feed on more than Bugon. 60 species of plants including turtle grass manatee ooh. grass shoal manatee. grass
1: that's for them the manatee grass various
0: algae eggcorns that's interesting and hydrilla that's cute it's awesome ooh well the eggcorns uh, are pretty yeah solid. i don't think we've seen the last of smith and i think smith will be better next year
1: well the thing is um, that i think the rangers my my big point with Smith is always you can't afford not to give him another chance. Like, that's the... Uh, your options are, oh, God, we keep him buried. Oh, God, this doesn't completely solve our problem because there's still, you know, you still take a, a cap hit of some kind, and then, okay, well, then what's the other option? Buy him out? Well, that's a terrible option. So what do you do? Trade him? He has no trade value. Let him try and prove himself again maybe then you can say like ah see he's not that much of a nightmare maybe you could maybe move him or hopefully hey you just have the guy you think you signed when you signed him and either of those two options i think is the right way forward but both require him getting another chance
0: Well, Manatees. that's it for our questions so do gong see take care. that uh blue sharp panther let me redo that <laughs> Go. Patreon.com slash banter John J. Porter, Anthony Viola, Alex Gardner, John Reppy, Johnny Lowe, Alexander Ricard, Robert Courtney, Guy from Montana, Daniel DeGen, Eric Cohn, Matt Bader, 50, Tall Guy Robert, Fancy Lawrence. Tall American. Guy Robert. Tall Guy Robert is awesome. Just like Fancy Lawrence is awesome. Uh, Keith Franchillo, Andrew Chicago, Chris Habibi, Mike's friend, uh, Danny Santiago, Gabriel Vargas, James Dangles, David L Singer, Grumpy Smokey, Scott Potash, Mike Offitt, B., Bob Kawa, Stink Fleeman, Arch Williams, Igor Zatlovsky, Zachary Zetlin, Dan Carosi, Thomas Oser, Trevor Kempner and Michael Silvers. They you know what I donated. Noticed,
1: Joe? What? I have a friend who donates to the to the Patreon and I have okay. another friend who writes in asking questions. Where are your friends?
0: Tall Guy Robert is my friend. As is Fancy Lawrence was the best friend. man at my wedding. No, he wasn't. He was. You don't know because that name is because he's a CIA agent and he can't he he can't do things out loud.
1: I <laughs> I really like Tall Guy Robert.
0: Tall Guy Robert and Fancy Lawrence yes.
1: being right next to each other is. Spence I want to write Robert. a short story. Just who's that? That that's Tall Guy Robert.
0: Write it. Write it and we'll put it up on the patron.
1: Oh, that's good. Give me more more work to do. That's what I want. Where is Digger's Summer Survival Guide, Michael? It's, it's gotta come it soon. It takes time. You can't listen, when you have a cow and there's milk and cheese involved, you gotta get it right. Well. You gotta feed it cud. Cows love cud.
0: Cud, cud, cud. Cud, 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 cud. I think cud, I'm gonna try cud, tofu, cud. tofu,
1: by the way. Oof, I'm hate to feel tofu. guilty. I'm feeling guilty about eating meat.
0: Not in the mood for... No, stop it. But you know what? I listen, might do... Not...
1: What's it called? There's a thing called pesco-polo uh, vegetarianism, which is pretty much you just don't eat red meat. And the way I look at it, chickens are assholes. Fish, assholes. Uh, I'll eat them. But, like, like, moo cows, they're really nice. But you're killing plants
0: to eat plants, too. That's what I've never understood. But, yeah, plants aren't, like, Sentient though, that's that's the big uh, thing. I don't know, man. Plants they move towards light. There was a that's report a, that like when you boil asparagus, you can hear them screaming. That's not. Uh, they don't have vocal cords. How could they possibly? There's a, there's scream? There's a scientific report. There really was there's something not, somewhere that like they can feel pain Google or something.
1: It. You're wrong. Uh, that's that's air escaping. That's hot air escaping asparagus stalk. They no, don't scream, don't Joe. They don't think have a mouth. So. Furthermore, asparagus is delicious. If if it did have a soul, I would still eat it.
0: That's how I much love I love like asparagus. asparagus. Well, that's kind of the way you have to feel about like bacon, right? No, but uh, piggies are nice. They're nice. Uh, they're definitely nice. I don't know. I've never. I've thought about it before, like because I do love pigs and cows and um, not. But again, chickens, that's fish, nice.
1: assholes. But uh,
0: animals eat animals, so I, I don't know. I just feel like. Not there's not always... all
1: animals eat animals. Dugongs, Joe, manatees—they eat acorns.
0: I guess they're the,
1: squ- they're the squirrels of the, the sea. Squir- the squirrels of the sea.
0: <laughs> uh, there's no better way to end that podcast. The squirrels of the sea. Good night, everybody.
1: The squirrels of the sea. The manatees. Meg is
0: a manatee.